0: You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is oh so good. I make a nice little marinade, sauté some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some rice, And it is an amazing dinner. Have you ever been there? Those months when the numbers just don't add up. They don't make sense. It's like you're trying to figure out the most intricate puzzle and you're missing some of the pieces. Budgeting and managing money, it's hard enough when you have a steady paycheck each month and a laundry list of goals you want to achieve. But when you throw an in inconsistent income, budgeting becomes even trickier. Just like you have had so many months when the numbers don't add up. But I've learned a few tricks along the way, and I want to share them with you in this very special reboot episode. Welcome to Everyone's Talking Money podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. I am so happy to hang out with you today and talk about a subject that might feel a little prickly to you. (laughs) Yes, budgeting gets a bad rap. I have said it so many times. It can feel limiting and just plain chore like. And I think that's because the story that is being told is outdated and, in my opinion, a complete lie. There is power in your budget, it's not just the numbers on an app or an Excel template. It literally is the passport to the life you want to live. Just think about that for a moment. What if you could change the narrative of budgeting to have it be that empowering? The whole reason you look at the numbers is not to reenact some horror movie scene. No, my friend, it's to help you figure out how to put the puzzle pieces together so you can do the stuff you want to do in life. It's just that simple, but I get it. Sometimes the numbers, they just don't seem to add up no matter how you put that puzzle together. And it's hard when that happens. Hard maybe is an understatement. So let's dive into some tips that might make this a little less horror-like and more like riding down the road in a convertible on a summer day, a hot summer day with the wind blowing through your hair. What if budgeting could actually feel like that? I I hate this question. What do you want to be when you grow up? I was asked that question so many times, just like you probably were. And I don't really know why I hate that question, except the older I've gotten, the more I've realized that I don't know still if I know exactly what I want to be when I grow up, which sounds strange because I'm obviously more grown up now than I was then. But when I used to get asked that question when I was young, I wanted to be in the entertainment industry, whether it was an actress or a producer or a director something in the entertainment industry and honestly look if you live in Los Angeles <laughs> at some point in your life you probably get hit with the bug because it happens to all of us so i started my career actually when i was 19 in college at indiana university And I started at the time it was the first National Student Film Festival. You've probably heard me share the story all the time. I called it Hometown Cinema, and I had no idea what I was doing. I was suddenly sitting in front of an attorney and forming a nonprofit organization, and I still, I I just didn't understand. It's probably a good thing that I didn't really understand what I was doing, because I was completely fearless, and I just decided to go for it. I had this crazy idea, this crazy vision. Social media wasn't really around, so I didn't have to worry about comparing myself to anybody else, which, honestly, that is such an amazing freedom to not have that comparison. I mean, it always exists, but I think it's it's – I'm this – competitive person. And so it's in my nature to compare. And I've really had to learn the lesson of just comparing to myself because this is my journey. This is my story and not anybody else's, but it's hard, right? It's super hard. So through this process of starting this nonprofit that I ran for five years, I learned a lot about money that I didn't know I was really learning. So I learned how to take a small amount of money and stretch it really thin. And our first year of doing the film festival, I think we only raised about fifty or $60,000, which sounds like a lot of money, but there were a lot of components that went into it. I had to fly people from Los Angeles out. I had to get venues and programs and you name it. There were all sorts of things that we had to do with that money, let alone a salary for myself. And so that money was stretched really thin, like paper, paper thin. And then I also learned the importance of managing my expenses because every year the expenses varied all over the place depending on what we wanted to do. And of course, every year I wanted to make the festival bigger than the previous year, and so that meant bigger venues of bigger promotions, bigger marketing. Crazy. We went on this whole college tour, myself and somebody who worked with me, and we went to all these different colleges to recruit students to submit their their videos. And then we gave away prizes and the guests got bigger. So then those expenses got bigger. Everything just got bigger. But I learned from that experience that managing where the money was going was really the key and that I could be really resourceful and creative with how I was utilizing the money. And I didn't really realize that was a skill that I was honing. But now, of course, all these years later, after working with tons of clients over the last 12 years as a certified financial planner, it's like this light bulb moment that goes off in my head where I'm like, aha, that's so powerful because... I've worked with so many different people with all different salaries, and really, if I was going to boil it down for you, it's that we don't know where our money is going. So if we don't know where our money is going, how can we ever make changes? How can we ever achieve the goals? And it sounds so simplistic, but it actually is that simplistic that we make it hard. So we're making something very simple that could radically change our lives so difficult. And over the years of doing this podcast, (laughs) again, I've had these like epiphany moments where if I could just somehow communicate that, that simple message, and yet the power in that message to you, and I try and do it in lots of different ways. This is certainly one of those podcasts where I'm trying to do that to you. But if you could have that light bulb moment yourself, you would realize how quickly you could change things in your own finances without having to earn any more money. I know that sounds like a big lofty goal, but I promise you that it is possible. I also learned how to see between the lines. Again, I didn't realize this was a skill that I was honing, but I'm really good at taking a puzzle apart and then putting it back together, which is probably why I like personal finance because It's all these little pieces of the pie, and if you can learn how to deconstruct your own puzzle, meaning your own finances, how you're doing things, where your money's going, how you're thinking about your money, if you can deconstruct almost everything and then spend some time and put it back together, you can usually put it back together in a much more efficient way. And that's something that I learned. And I, I didn't realize it was a skill to be able to see the cracks and crevices and then figure out how to fill them up. And honestly, I also learned why emergency savings was so critical under every circumstance. There were times when I was running the film festival where we had a lot of cash, but I had to utilize that cash really fast and there were still bills coming in, and had I not set aside a certain amount of money every year, it would have been tough. There would have been bills I wouldn't have been able to pay. I wouldn't have able to pay myself and the other people working for me and I didn't realize that was called an emergency savings as ridiculous as that was at twenty or twenty one but through the years as an entrepreneur because I've been one my entire career that hunk of savings that you can set aside is absolutely your life to vest. And don't underestimate putting as much money as you can into your emergency savings. Now, of course, you can be in crazy excess. So I've seen people where they will put so much money in their emergency fund that they're panicked to invest money. They're panicked to do anything else with their money. And that's not where I want you. That's not the right healthy mindset. You, you should, and we'll talk a little bit later about this, but you should figure out what is that goal for your emergency savings, hit that goal and then do your other stuff with your money. And when that emergency savings starts getting depleted, that's when you can go, okay, wait a minute. Let me reroute some of the money into the emergency savings, but it's so <laughs> incredibly important and After running the film festival for five years, I didn't know what to do with this crazy bag of tricks that I had. And I saw my friends, so many of my friends, friends who I got an MBA with struggling each month with their finances. And you ask probably anyone on virtually every salary, there's an element of living paycheck to paycheck, because even if you're making a lot of money, If you didn't have that paycheck, how long would you be able to keep up your style of living? What if I took away two or three or four of those paychecks? What happens then? So don't get in the mindset that even if you're making a lot of money, and let's say you have a few thousand dollars left every month, that everything's great and wonderful and then that you don't need to think about your money in a different way or that you don't need to be proactive with your money because that's not true. Think about if I took away your paycheck, what would things look like for you? And not that that's a scare tactic or not that I want to stress you out or anything like that. I just want you to think about your money in a different way and and think about how you can maybe utilize it a little bit better. So my friends, they would have, again, a lot of money one month, but then the next Maybe they wouldn't be paid for a freelance gig or they'd lose a contract or a promotion wouldn't come in and then they would be so super stressed and the the stress would manifest in their body and they would get sick or it would start to interfere with their relationships. And it was like this domino effect. And you may have seen this in your own life where there's just a domino. Something doesn't go right, especially if your income is inconsistent or it varies from season or month to month. There are times when you're, when you're happy and times when you're sad and it usually revolves some way, shape or form around money. And I only can say this because I speak from complete uh, personal experience around this. And I didn't really realize that in my twenties. I didn't really understand what was happening. I didn't certainly didn't understand the mindset piece. Nobody talked to me about how powerful your mind is and how. I hate to use the word manifest, but I'm going to use it. So just just let me off the hook here. But I have in the last few years said, okay, there must be something to this manifesting thing that everybody's talking about. Let me try it. And I swear to you, it works, but it doesn't just work because you think, okay, I'm going to manifest a new house or I'm going to manifest a new job. That's one piece of the puzzle. But the other piece is that you psychologically believe that something good is going to happen and because you're bringing in all of that positivity into your body, then when you go approach your money or your budgeting or some other facet of your finances, you're coming at it with this positive, yes, this is going to happen mentality. And it doesn't change everything overnight. It doesn't suddenly make the numbers morph into something different. But what it does is it changes you from the inside. And when you're changed from the inside, then you can start changing on the outside. I hope that makes sense. I hope that that resonates with you. And I've had so many times myself shifting from entrepreneurial career number one to career number two, and now to career number three, as I'm calling it. When I was getting my Certified Financial Planner designation, I never thought, hey, let's make a media company out of all this and see what I can do with this. And let's create a podcast and books and resources. I probably wanted to do those sorts of things. I just never thought that was Really possible, but here I am. So stranger things have happened. But to me, there are, there are two parts to master your budget and your finances when you have uneven income. So the first part is the pre, the setup. Can you get everything in motion ahead of time so that you can proactively be okay when you're in the midst of wow, the numbers just aren't making sense. So here are some things that I've learned that I really want to share with you. Most importantly is getting a monthly money system in place. And this doesn't have to be anything crazy or outlandish. It can be as simple as, okay, I'm going to calendar each week a certain day, a certain time where I'm going to spend 15 to 30 minutes inside my money. That's it. It doesn't even have to be that long. But what you're doing is you're setting goals, you're tracking your goals, you're looking at where you spent your money the week previous, you're looking at what is coming ahead, and you're also setting a good mantra or mindset or manifest or I don't care what you want to call it, something positive that you're reaffirming to yourself. Because life is full of unexpected things that come at you when you least expected. I guess that's what we mean by unexpected, right? (laughs) And I am an expert at that. Certainly in the last 10 years, more things have come at me. And I've had moments where I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. No more. I can't handle anymore. But they come at you. And so it's really where I've learned in these weekly sessions where I'm inside my money I can also have that moment of positivity, even if I'm looking at everything and I'm thinking, crap, this does not look very good for the upcoming week or month. I have to find something positive. Otherwise, I'm going to fall off and I'm not going to stay motivated with my goals. I'm not going to stay motivated with all the things that I need to do in order to be successful with my finances. So hopefully that makes sense. Another thing is there is no getting around. You must know your numbers, all of them inside and out. And I hated doing this. I hated, hated, hated this until I really saw the power. And it wasn't until I saw the power in other people's situations when I was working with them and I went, wait a minute, this is ridiculous. I'm saying the same thing over and over and over and over again to people, no matter how much money they have. And it's working for them. So let me try it for me (laughs) because it should work for me too. But it's critical to your success with uneven numbers. It's so important. You have to know where every cent of your money is going. And you don't have to be crazy with this, but you have to have the knowledge because it's with the knowledge that you can make changes and you can really be proactive in those moments where the money doesn't make sense. And another thing along the lines of knowing your numbers is know something I like to call your baseline. What is your bottom line number? What does it take to run the business of you without all the frills? What is your sink or swim number? What is the number that you need to have every single month just to fund the stuff that you have got to take care of? You could get rid of the frills. You could get rid of going to concerts. Not that I want you to do that, but understanding what that baseline number is really helps you when you're in this uneven income situation. And think of your money like a puzzle, like I was talking about earlier. If you took it apart and put it together again, what would you change? If you were looking in on your finances and you were not you, you were somebody else looking in on your situation, what advice might that person give you? Or what might they tell you about your finances? That'll give you a clue of where to start. And emergency fund, as I, as I talked about earlier, please do me a favor, put it in a high yield savings account, Marcus, Ally Bank, Synchrony, one of those that is earning interest above 0.5%, please, please, please. Because any extra money you can earn, especially when your income is inconsistent, is going to be a good thing for you. But figure out how much it would take you to fund three to six months worth of your expenses. So to give you an idea, I save four months. That's how much we always have saved. And when it gets depleted, I just add more to it, a little here, a little there. It all adds up. So it's all about just being proactive. That's the pre, that's the setup. But before we go into part two, let's tackle and ask Sean a question from Lauren. That's QUINCE.com slash ETM to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash ETM. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, EarnIt provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Make Earning a part of your financial routine and join Earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earning, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earning today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Talkin' Money under Podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under Podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's monarchmone dot slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. Okay, listen, like many of you out there, I love Notion, our sponsor today, and I honestly use it every day for my notes and journaling. I also track our family expenses, and I manage all of our household to-dos. Notion has been such a lifesaver in helping me get a lot more organized, because that's not one of my strengths, without stressing me out. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organize, and rediscover the joy of play. It's a workspace designed not just for making progress, but getting inspired. Notion is the AI-powered workspace that can summarize things like meeting notes and automatically generate action items and help you get answers to questions in seconds. It will honestly blow your mind. Notion is for everyone, whether you're a Fortune 500 company, you're a freelancer, you're starting a startup or you're a student juggling classes and clubs, or you're somebody like myself that just really wants to get organized. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash etm. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash etm, and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you are supporting our show, notion.com slash etm. So Lauren asked, Hi, Shauna. I've been listening to your podcast and really appreciate all the good advice. I'm hoping to get my budget really sorted out, but I'm struggling. I've always been good about living in my means, and currently I have no debt. The thing is, I'm a whitewater rafting guide, so I work seasonally, and my paying expenses vary wildly month to month. I've loved all the budget advice I've heard from you so far, but most of it seems to be based on a reliable monthly income. Any tips for a more unique budget would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. That is a great question Lauren and of course it fits right in with this episode. But first I want you to be my guide. So I so want to try white water rafting, but I am so afraid of the water, of the waves, but I know I got to try it. So you have to promise that that you'll be my guide. So the tricky part about working seasonally is much like a teacher, you get paid only for certain months out of the year. And then you've got to work with what you have and really, really stretch it. And, you know, tracking your expenses is so super duper key. And of course, you probably already know that. But unfortunately, there are only two ways to better a budget. There's just no way to get around this. You either have to save more or spend less, sort of the same thing, or earn more money. And... Think about if there's anything in your spending that you can do better. Can you negotiate any bills, like a cell phone bill, a cable bill, an internet bill? Are you on the plan that makes sense for you? Are you overpaying for any of those things? Remember, all of those types of services constantly are coming out with new plans. And so the newer plans tend to be less expensive, and they're never going to proactively put you on a lower Price plan. You have to proactively ask for this. That's why I do this twice a year. Make a list of all of these uh, things that you could negotiate, and then think outside of the box. Can you get a side hustle in the off season or freelance? Is there some other talent that you have that we can really maximize in the off season, and then you can use that income to help fund this gap? You know, how can you supplement what you already have? Also, I take a look at what is your biggest spending culprit each month? We all have one. So don't even try to tell me that you don't have one because we all have one. And can you set a goal around that? So for most of us, it's eating out. Most of us spend way more than we are consciously aware of eating out. And when you go through and you add up all of your expenses that you spent eating out, I guarantee you might have a moment of like, Wow. (laughs) I did not realize that it was humanly possible to spend that much money eating out. That's how crazy it is because in our brain, we think that we're spending a certain amount of money. But then when we look at it, we look at everything. We add up the coffees and the lunches and the happy hours and the dinners. Usually it's way over what we thought, but not for everybody. But for most of us, there's one category. Maybe it's working out for you. Maybe it's going to the movies, buying concert tickets. I don't know what, but we all have this this culprit. So find out what yours is. I don't know what your living situation is, but can you get a roommate even temporarily to, to boost your emergency savings? And then in the off season when you're not working, give yourself permission to cut back on goals like retirement savings or things like that. Where you might be putting money toward that when you're working, but in the off-season, you may have to pull back from some of those things so that you can even flow your money better. And I hate to always talk about saving money because you've got to live. What I found key, though, is to find ways to do what I love, but do them within reason, of course, for less. So that is negotiating. That's looking at Groupon deals using credit card points. Oh my gosh, if you have a rewards credit card and you have points, turn those into something of value for you. They're worth money in your pocket for all sorts of things. So hopefully some of those tips have helped you and I'm seriously going to take you up on that white water (laughs) rafting. So I hope that gave you some ideas. Let's get back to part two of budgeting when the numbers don't make sense. Now that you find yourself smack dab in the place where the numbers don't make sense, this is really where the tough spot is. And again, I've been there so many times myself and I can tell you almost everyone that I have had as a client over the last 12 years has been there too, regardless of their income. So just know that you're not alone. One thing I really had to learn was to get past the, I deserve it syndrome in my life. So as an entrepreneur, I knew that income was going to go up and go down. So I work on not overindulging, but building in small rewards each week so I don't feel deprived and I don't feel like I need to overspend. And I chose the life as an entrepreneur. So I chose the erratic paychecks, the ups and downs, and I love it. Of course, I hate it at times too. If I'm going to be honest, there are times when I feel like everybody owes me money and nobody is paying me. But for the majority of the time, I love it. It feels like it's just part of my DNA, and I I don't think I could be any other way. Even though there are so many times I have wished, like, oh, can't I just be regular? Can't I just have the the nine to five job and the paycheck and the raise and the bonus? but it's just not me. So I learned to embrace it. But getting past the I deserve it syndrome was a big thing because I couldn't spend maybe the way somebody else spent. I had to really think about my spending in a different way. So now it's about action with your budget. And sometimes it's also a time for tough choices. And none of us like to do this, but it's the reality of the situation. Can you use your emergency fund to help even flow your budget? So I know the emergency fund is supposed to be there for emergencies, but if you're in a situation where the numbers are not making sense, I'm going to call that an emergency. (laughs) And I think that's time you could dip into your emergency funds. Do you have a Roth IRA? Remember, you can withdraw your funds tax and penalty free at any time. Sure, you're going to risk your retirement contribution, but it's an option. Remember, you can only withdraw what you contributed, not any of the growth in that policy. Can you get a low interest loan? I know these are not great options, but can you get a low interest loan from a parent or friend or maybe some place like LendingTree or SoFi? There are so many of them out there. Yes, they're going to charge you interest. I'm fully aware of that. It's not a great option. But sometimes you're left with not great options, so you're trying to choose the best of the not great options. What about a 0% offer on a credit card you might have? Maybe you might need to use that for a month just to bridge the gap for you. Again, not a great option because you obviously have to pay back that money, but it's an option and if you can get it at 0%, that is better than a higher interest option. There's so many different side hustles, things like can you rent out a room on Airbnb or just a side hustle to bridge the gap? There's just so many ways that you can earn money with side hustles doing what you love these days. It's all about can you find something that you can reasonably do either in the off season or on those months where there's not enough income where you can really bridge the gap. And there, there are things that I have done in my past. I've written courses for different companies. I've done all sorts of things in months where the income was going to be low to bridge the gap, but it was all things based around my talent and what I already like to do. So I set a consistent amount each month that goes into my emergency fund. So I can access that cash when I need it. And then any month where I have more money, I keep throwing money into my emergency fund because your emergency fund, when you have inconsistent income, it is going to be your best friend and it is going to save you so many times. But at the end of the day, I I wish I had a way to sugarcoat for you, but I I don't. You have to know where your money is going. When you know where your money's going, you can spot trends and those trends are key because they're telling you something. And then you can set goals for your spending around those trends. Or maybe you say, you know what, I I love to spend X amount of dollars working out and I'm not going to change that. So maybe there's something else I'm going to change in my finances. There aren't any magic tricks here. If I've learned anything over many, 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 many years as an entrepreneur is that there's no shortcut. There's no trick. It's just a consistency week after week, month after month, being on top of where my money is going and also having a positive attitude around it and not defeating myself. That's so critically important. So find out what you need. Find out what your baseline number is. Figure out how you can better allocate your spending. Find ways to supplement your income, even just for a short period of time to build up your emergency fund. Nothing's forever. Remember that, of course. And then live as close to that baseline number each month as you can, but give yourself some freedom to live it up occasionally. Build in those small rewards. When I build those in each week, I don't have an inclination to go out and splurge because I feel like I'm I'm taken care of. But I also do things smartly. I shop smartly. I always buy stuff on sale. I'm signing up for every email online site that I buy something from. Every 10% I'm saving, every bit that I'm saving. For instance, Target, we shop at Target all the time. And like a dummy, I was like, of course, I need to get the Target debit card because then I save 5%. 5% consistently over time every year, it starts to really add up. And that's just money that you can powerfully direct other ways. So you can definitely win with your budget, with inconsistent income, with seasonal income. I know it is a fact because I do it all the time. So I'm right there with you. I hope some of these tips have helped you. And if anything, maybe they've just turned a little light bulb in your head and jogged your thinking about one thing. Just take one thing, one small step today that you can change. (music)